0: You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about our biggest questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls coming out of the All-Star break. We're also going to talk about the Bulls making history over the All-Star break without having a single representative at any other events. We're going to talk about all that, plus Doug Collins, a finalist to make the Hall of Fame. All that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze, and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN One Thousand. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by nobody, just us. Uh, with that said, let's go ahead and get into the first topic for today.
1: We prepare for this show. I swear we do.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, hey, so Pat, we are in the currently in the All Star break. The Bulls don't play again till Thursday. Yep. Um, so naturally, it leaves us in the place to be able to reflect on the team, things like that. And I want to throw it over to you. What are some of the biggest questions you have surrounding the Chicago Bulls heading into the, uh, the rest of the season?
1: Who's the young bull that takes the next step? Who's the young bull that hits the wall? Uh, mm. We got a lot of young players Great. on this team. Um, Dalen Terry has played more minutes but still still spaced out right julian phillips has played more minutes but still spaced out but now we're at a different point in the season are they going to be able to keep up even the small level of play when you play a different amount of games your preparation doesn't change you're still getting yourself ready to go in games maybe you're not playing as long but there's still that possibility for you to hit that rookie wall who's going to take that next step i would assume was really shown out over the last what 15 or so games. Um, he's looked a lot better. He's looked a lot more competent on the offensive and defensive end. Seems like the Bulls have something special in here. Is there one more step, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can see him taking into becoming possibly a, a, a legitimate starter heading into next season where you feel like, nah, he's figured out what his role is in the NBA? I mean, the you guys know how I feel at this point, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to get this drastically different Bulls team. I don't think that we're going to have another month where we win at a 60% win percentage. And all of a sudden we're talking about this Bulls team at the sixth seed, unless somebody steps up some, but one of these young guys takes that next step. Um, I, I think those are two of my biggest questions because Kobe White's here and he's just looking for help right now. Yeah.
0: I mean, well, here's the thing. I, I'm not really worried about any of the young players hitting the wall per se, just because we just haven't seen it. I, I agree with you, like, can Io continue to develop? That's a big question. And he's going to have more opportunity, of course, with Zach Levine. Now we know that he's out the rest of the season. And AC's bound to miss a couple of games here and there as well, where he's going to get an opportunity to step He'd be up. diving. But <laughs> the question that I want to actually throw to you in this one is, is, I know we're trained to think rookie walls and things like that, Kobe White is leading the NBA in minutes right now. Right now, he's playing almost five minutes more than the most minutes that he played, and that was only a 54-game shortened season um, in 2021-22, his second year in the league. Do we think with the minutes that Kobe White's been playing and the new workload that he carries now for the Chicago Bulls offensively, that we could see maybe him hit it, a version of that wall at some point this season? Or do you think this all-star break is going to be good enough to kind of get him ready to rear up? For, we got 27 games left on the season. you think we can avoid any kind of you know, slump or anything from Kobe the next 27?
1: I think what's hilarious is we might have already seen it, right? Like, Billy Donovan's been uh, Billy Thibodeau out here, hasn't he? Like, I'll be 100% <laughs> honest. Damar, I believe, was leading the NBA in, in minutes overall. And oh, yeah. and Kobe White is right in there with him, right? Like, but see, um, I, I think we already saw it, right? Remember that stretch we went through in... I want to say January where he just kind of like the three ball just went, it kind of ended December going into January. The three ball just wasn't falling. I think at one point he was like four for 67 or something like that. Like
0: that for a little while there. It was, it
1: was a crazy number. Right. But I think that was the wall that he kind of ended up hitting where the where you looked at it and you were like, ah, like that was the part where I was nervous. I was like, okay. Teams are adjusting to him. Teams have changed what they're doing, which usually contributes to the rookie wall as well. And now, um, you know, he's he's kind of got to figure out how he's going to make plays off of teams playing up on him, him playing more minutes, him being more aggressive more time, more nights, um, night in and night out. Now I think that he's on the other side of that. I think he'll be fine. You got this break in here, nice little breakup for him. And I think Kobe White is out to prove something here as well. I think that he's, he's He's going into the next season realizing that he has an opportunity to to be the number one on this team, to be the face of the Chicago Bulls moving forward. A team that drafted him, a team that resigned him, right? Like that's not something he's going to take lightly. I'm sure there's some North Carolina Michael Jordan willpower type thing in there as well, where he's like, Nah, I, like if I'm good, like they're gonna love me forever here. So yeah. I think Kobe White has a rare opportunity and I don't think that we're going to see him fall off really.
0: Now, just for context, who do you think the number 1 and number 2 players are in the NBA as far as minutes per game?
1: Uh, I would say I would say DeMar's probably one, right?
0: DeMar's a play. played a lot. DeMar's number 1.
1: DeMar's number 1. Um I'm trying to think
0: somebody who's played every Shay? Shay up no. there? Jay's not even in the top ten, huh? Um, so Kobe White is actually number two, and surprisingly enough, Kobe's number two. <laughs> Col- Kobe's played two more games than DeMar DeRozan, and they have the exact same number of minutes at one thousand nine hundred and ninety-six minutes played this season. Who do you? How close do you think the number three player is to Kobe and, and DeMar DeRozan?
1: <sighs> Probably. <laughs> a hundred minutes apart. Like,
0: so Scotty Barnes is number three with, with 60 less 61 less minutes than both. So basically Kobe and DeMar have played over a game more than any other player in the NBA. So yeah, that rest that we talk about is legitimate. Um, By the way, Scotty really Barnes legitimate.
1: ain't beating them allegations, bro. Uh, did you oh, see no, him he's not with beating the mal- allegations, gym, bro? Oh my god, the
0: mal- allegations are not. Hey dog, beaten. he he, it's not at all. The the, the mal- <laughs> allegations ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Another question I don't want to throw happens. you on. <laughs> I want to throw you on this one, and maybe we can flesh this out as a more topic, guys. Let us know if you're watching or if you're listening. If you want to hear a more fleshed out topic on this, but the Twin Towers lineup, I think everybody kind of has this mindset that it, it, it's working more than it is, yep. out of the five games that they've played heavy minutes with that this season, they've only had one game in which they've had either a positive plus minus yep. or a pl- positive overall net rating. And that was the game against Memphis where they were positive 51 as far as net rating. Every other game, they've had a negative net rating in two of those games. They've had a negative net rating of negative 60 and negative 55. Overall, while the eye test, it looks great because they're getting rebounds, things like that. They are getting more opportunities. It hasn't necessarily turned into this thing where it's it's changing the tide of games where the Bulls are, are are beating their opponent in the minutes that Vooch and Drum are out there on the court together. So, Pat, the last question in this topic that I'm going to throw to you, do you think in hearing those numbers, and like I said, we can flesh it more out uh, in, in its own topic maybe in another episode, Do you think that that's as simple as a tweak is getting more scores out there? The other players hitting their shots more to kind of spread it out? Because like I said, we're generating almost four more possessions with them out there. So the possessions are there. When you hear those numbers, what do you you think about that Twin Tower lineup?
1: I think the Twin Tower lineup is something that you can use sporadically. I've said this multiple times. There's a reason that you can throw it out there. You can't throw it out there all the time because Andre Drummond's going to have, what, the last game, right? Like Andre Drummond had four fouls in like the second quarter. What's happening right now? but there is something that it, i'm not going to say it doesn't work what i'm going to say is one drum has to be smarter with how he plays in that lineup he can't get ticky tack fouls because you know they're going to give you the stupid fouls when you're down low playing somebody and two guys gotta knock down their shots again this is a, if, if i'm creating four more possessions but we're not scoring on four more possessions that means that we're in we We're getting those possessions for nothing, basically. Um, I do think that the Twin Towers lineup can work, especially when you play a team like Cleveland. That's the most competitive we've been against Cleveland in, what, seven games? Like, we haven't had a really, like, competitive effort on the boards versus Cleveland in a while because of their big lineup that they have. And on... you just got to be able to knock down shots at the end of the day. You can't have 17-point quarters. You can't have times where the ball, the offense just stops if that's a main lineup that you're going with. I think it's a lineup that works. But again, like I said, t- I think I talked about this on Friday's episode. You got to have the players out there that change up the, the equation. and And we don't have the players on this team right now, at least to what everybody has been, that change up that equation.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's like I said, something to be said about getting more possessions, but if you're not doing much with those possessions and able to score on the other side of the ball, what are those possessions really netting you other than more, uh, and the pace is slower as well when that happens. Now, that's to be expected. You got two two true bigs out yeah, there. Yeah, your pace your, your is going to slow, slow down, down. with yeah. Drum
1: and Vooch trying to lug it up the floor. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there as far as uh, to kind of flesh out that conversation. But next up, we're going to be discussing the Bulls making all-star history without having a single player representing the Bulls at the traditional events in All-Star Weekend. We did have one show up at an event, but I don't think anybody watched that event. It wasn't even televised. So we'll be talking about that here <laughs> in a second. Before we talk to you about that, I got to talk to you guys about one of responses, and that is Grammarly. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to collaborate needed uh, when needed and get things done. And Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more efficiently and effectively so you can make a bigger impact at work. For example, me and Pat, we do use Grammarly to help kind of flesh out the uh, the descriptions a little bit, Get, you know, getting that SEO just a little bit from time to time. You oh, yeah. guys can use it for that or any other application, really. Uh, a better writing means a stronger impact. 96%, 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. By understanding your writing in context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. Their tone suggestions help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at grammarly.com slash locked on. That's grammarly.com slash locked on. Easier said than done. All right, Pat, so... The Bulls seem to keep being on the wrong side of history. I'm tired of negative history being made for the Chicago Bulls, but, you know, it is what it is. We're in our, our uh, era of str- of struggle right now and pain. Hopefully the, the the benefit comes out on the other side of that at some point in this time. This is the first time in 44 years, Pat, that the Chicago Bulls have not had a representative in either the three-point slam dunk, skills competition, or all-star game itself. How you feeling about that, Pat?
1: I think Kobe could have made it, but the, 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 the issue is that we're going years without having somebody representing in the all-star game, right? Like the other stuff, cool, right? Like BJ Armstrong shot the three point contest. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, um, who, who we have, we had, uh, Zach Levine did a three point contest a couple of times. Oh, that's fun. Right. Yeah. He's not doing a dunk contest anymore, which we're begging anybody that can actually dunk to do the dunk contest again. Um, Shout out Mac McClug, I guess, but like it, it's it's more concerning to me that you don't have players that are at least that at least feel like they should be snubs for All Star games. Like, remember the couple seasons where it was like, yes, the Bulls are losing, but Zach Levine's playing at a level where it feels like he should be an All Star. Like that's that. Like if we get back to that, I can almost deal with that. But I mean, listen, there's nobody on this team that felt like they should have been on the All Star team. Demar didn't feel like that. Um, Kobe, maybe just from a most improved if he didn't player have the stance, start. I think
0: he probably would have got in,
1: but I think even with that, right? even with you're not getting in when it's in Indiana and they're gonna take their on the cusp players before they take yours. you know what I mean? like so i to, I, I just I liked what Kobe's done this season. I think that like you said, maybe if he had done it the entire season, there could have been a conversation for it, but The problem with where we're at right now and the fact that that streak has come to an end is that there's nobody on this team that I look at and I'm like, yeah, he should have been an all-star. Or Um, next season, he'll be an
0: all-star. I get it, but like to me, I guess I don't put that much weight on it. In the sense, like I said before, when we kind of had this conversation, All-Star Game has become a popularity contest, and there's no team that's looked more frowned upon about being mid than the Chicago Bulls. But then on top of that, when we did have an All-Star and Zach Levine before Demar got here, and you know this team was actually winning basketball games, we were a, a 30-win team. We had an All-Star, and no, nothing really came out of it the win side. Like right. I'm more, and I get it. The All-Star Game is this event, and it feels great to have your representation at this event that everybody's kind of adding you to say and look at, here's my player, that's all great and rah-rah, but I say this, I feel better right now about the growth that Kobe White has had than what I felt about when Zach Levine was an all-star those years where this team was still sucking. And the reason why is because not only has Kobe grown per the output and the statistical, but we're seeing an actual leader grow in front of us on the court. And to yeah. me, that, that resonates a little bit more as far as the, in, in hoping that we're going to at him being a building block, not to say I ever doubted Zach Levine build, being a building block. I think I just look at it for on the basketball on the court, that's the, se- the season that Zach Levine had the best se- statistical season when he was damn near a 50, 40, 90 player. That yeah. felt great and he deserved to be an all star then. Do not get me wrong. 50, 40, 90 is nothing to look frown upon. But Zach never felt like the leader. It feels like now we have somebody who's developing as a leader. And I think that's what makes it, a- I guess maybe it's a better to cope with the fact that we don't have somebody representing us at all star weekend.
1: I just think it's. I guess, like, right, is, is Kobe White going to take that all-star leap next season? Right? Like, maybe maybe that's where you look at it and feel a little bit better about it. I mean, listen, it, I, I'll say this. It's easier to get in as a Chicago all-star than probably most cities because they want Chicago to be represented, because they want people from Chicago to pay attention. I Listen, you, our timelines are all Chicago. All we saw last night was like, I'm not watching the All-Star game. Like, why would I watch the All-Star game? I'm not paying attention to the All-Star game. Like, we have to watch the All-Star game, and I watched it going, ooh, this is on screen, too. <laughs> like i was not putting that game on our or well, game
0: hasn't happened yet
1: but just well the 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 events i should say yeah. right like but i'm not i'm not putting the events on screen one right like i i watched most of it yesterday and once again i was just like we can do away with this event so i agree with you in the i'm not worried about it what what i do like like you said is that players are developing it feels like things are starting to finally move in the right direction as far as development there's there's an actual staff in place that feels like they're helping the young players get to a better point but when you talk about all-star history right like there is something to be said about having a player that at least feels good enough to represent like remember with the derrick rose bulls right how we could argue for like oh man why is Lou dain not going oh why how's joe keem noah not in the all-star game right like because those were the things that were like these were our guys that we feel are the best in the NBA. Yeah, There's a maybe on Kobe and the fact that, yes, people are getting better, but you've only got one guy that you're like maybe on. That tells you how far away from being a successful team you are. Because no matter what in basketball, Derrick Rose is one of those anomaly players where he really thought, and he didn't even win a ring, where he really thought he could beat any everybody in front of him. He really thought he could beat the championship Boston Celtics. He was like, me versus them three, let's go do it. We out here. We win it, right? Like, that is a rarity. And so, to me, you know you need multiple all-star level players, and I'm doing air quotes because the all-star game, right? Who cares? But you need multiple all-star level players for you to be really competitive in this NBA, and you need – you. I, I just don't feel like we have – anybody that it feels is going to get to that outside of Kobe White right now.
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say you have to have multiple. I mean, you got you look at the both the Cavs and the Indiana Pacers, mo- both teams with much brighter futures. They got one All-Star so I think you, you start off with that one All-Star. And Kobe White. Yeah, but, but they've got to be... they've got
1: multiple players that have been in All-Star games. Jared Allen went to the All-Star game. I mean, in that case,
0: we got multiple players that have been in All-Star games as well. we got you got three on the team. Yeah, but
1: none of them that we feel like are going to be here in the future. <laughs> Technically, we got four. Drum's been the to one, too. Oh, yeah. not uh, uh,
0: about drums. <laughs> so, I dude, mean, like five. I said. AC's been the to one, too, ain't he? Was AC an all-star game with the Lakers,
1: I thought? I, thought I don't maybe. think AC
0: has ever been an all- uh, all-star. I thought maybe that championship year when he still had Hold a little on. bit of hair let, up let, there. Let, Wait a second. <laughs> I got to check some things. <laughs> no, Alex Crusoe's has never been an all-star. No,
1: around. never had one? Oh, yeah. maybe it was the hair that made it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's never been an all-star. He was an all-G league team before, but no, never an all-star. He uh, need to do the dunk contest. I, listen, AC, he'd be a lot more uh, competitive than Jalen Brown. Like, the fact that they gave Jalen Brown any – every one of Jalen Brown's dunks were disappointing. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> he did the D. Brown did. thing after you dunk. The whole point of it is to do it while you dunk. Like, literally, he, the ball was already in the hoop, and then he went like, you're almost on the floor. What were you doing? He dabbed. He dabbed. He exactly. dabbed.
1: On, That's all it was. Well, we hey we we gonna give an in-depth breakdown on this all-star weekend on uh, on views because my god <laughs>
0: right. terrible, terrible, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, and, and, and to your point, right? I agree. Like right now, the only ascending player that we have that we have hopes to have an all-star, a be B- all-star right now is Kobe Hope. White, right? He's the one. And um, you know we'll see what comes of that. But before we get out of this segment, do want to uh, shout out to Dama go for representing the Bulls in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, right? Yeah, whatever they were. Um, <laughs> with him, he played in the G League next up game. This game wasn't even televised; it was only aired on the YouTube channel. So go and check that out. But at least we had somebody down in Indy representing the Bulls. So why why are we not televising that game anymore? By the way,
1: that I'm... game has never been televised. But weren't they playing against like the the NBA players? Like the NBA? No, that's a different
0: one. That was just D- G League, G League.
1: Oh, that was G, G League. League, G League. Okay, yeah. never mind. I thought you were talking about the the one where they went up against the, the NBA. rising stars. Like, no, no, that's yeah, different. yeah. Which yeah. we just changing that every year, trying to figure it out. Like they're <laughs> trying to
0: find the right combination to make it interesting. Get rid of it. They're gonna that's have the to comment. find it hard because with this draft class, man, you it's gonna be a lot of <laughs> a lot of second year players. <laughs> yeah,
1: for real. Wemby's still a rising star, year two. (laughs)
0: Year two, yeah. (laughs) Defensive player, ready defensive player to your rising star. Oh, man. Well, before we get into
1: this final topic, we got to talk about Doug Collins being a Hall of Fame finalist. Got to tell you guys all about Nissan. Uh, here's the thing about Nissan: Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with capable with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Uh, the the Nissan 2024 Rogue is the perfect one for city drives and great escapes. Class executive Google built in uh, is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch touchscreen informant informant system. Uh, The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure or you could go with the 2024 armada it will change what you expect from a full size suv picture a rugged four x four that could seat up to eight in first class luxury and style tow bigger and explore further with the 2024 armada take nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or nissan armada and go find your next big adventure shop nissan USA.com.
0: All right Pat, we may not have had any representatives at the All-Star weekend, but apparently the Bulls will be represented at uh the Hall of Fame or well, as a finalist. We got Doug Collins, a finalist for the Naismith 2024 Hall of Fame class. This is a guy who coached uh Michael Jordan in his pr- First few years in the season, he helped change the Bulls from being a team that was looked at as a terrible team to at least making an ECF. And then, of course, Phil Jackson took over and was able. We were able to build off that going forward. Uh, but Pat, how do you feel about Doug Collins being uh, a finalist for the Hall of Fame?
1: How many gold medals does Doug Collins have? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find that right now. Like, I, I'm sure because, he has a few, right? B- because I'm just trying to figure out why he why.
0: But why I mean, as you got to keep in mind, he's done it. He's listed in there as a coach and broadcaster, which is a different barrier. But also he's a player. He was he was he was an all star as a player several times. Like, was it a Hall of Fame career? Was no. I mean, but that's the thing. When you go in as a broadcaster, it's not it's about your contributions to the game of basketball. It's not necessarily about your individual accolades. It's about a combination of everything. That, that he's done for the this game. This is why I mean, on. Looks- It's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not just the yeah. NBA Hall of Fame. I, I don't know what he did in
1: college. So. This is why everybody looks at the Basketball Hall of Fame as a joke. Doug, when you think Doug Collins, you do not think Hall of Famer. I don't even think Hall of Fame broadcaster. And that's fair. That's he fair. was a cool broadcaster. He was not an amazing broadcaster. I wasn't running to my... Like, what is what is Doug Collins' uh, 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 go-to quote that you think of, I, heck, Mark Jackson. People don't even like Mark Jackson. Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean Mike Breen, bang. Like, the, what? What is? What is Doug Collins Hall of Fame? Because he was in the room with Michael when Michael was amazing. Like, dog, this is why the Hall of Fame in the NBA is an absolute. But, but I think that's part of the
0: problem. It's
1: not the NBA Hall the of Fame. I think that plays a big part into so, it. it. Why is y'all ming in there? Why is Tracy McGrady in there? Why, like, l- listen, Derrick Rose is going to get in. You literally can go. Why is Derrick Rose in there?
0: Now, I can make an argument well, for him. He, he'd be the only MVP not to get in. Basically, if you want an MVP in your NBA career, you you're going to make the Hall right? of Fame. You like, right?
1: Yeah. It's a, but, but it's, but you is. But you can sit there and say the career wasn't long enough. Like, there's arguments yeah. to be made, but, like, as the Basketball Hall of Fame, it's an absolute joke because you're just throwing people in there that have been a part of basketball for a long time. Doug Collins was not a Hall of Fame player. He was not a Hall of Fame coach. He was not a Hall of Fame broadcaster. So which part of his career is Hall of Fame? By the way, no gold medals. Now, I don't know if this is telling me this is a player, uh, but, but I mean, oh, you know what? If I'm not mistaken, he got robbed of his gold medal. He got mm. robbed of his gold medal. He was on the, I want to say he was on the 72 team that they ended up making play Remember, they kept making them replay it because they wanted, who was that, Russia or Serbia to win? Mm. And it was at home. So they kept making them replay the play. And it was like, oh, snap. Like the I guess, I guess in theory, he got robbed of his gold medal. Uh, I believe he was on that team, but there's it, nothing about Doug Collins' Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Hall of Fame is supposed to be for the greatest in basketball.
0: Doug Collins does have two quotes, quotables, but he hasn't been in broadcasting so long that nobody remembers them. I had to go back and look them up real quick and listen to it. I do remember it being said, but this was when I was a youngster. Let me ask you this. Do you remember these quotes, Pat? When your teammate looks you in the eye and holds you accountable, that's the greatest kind of leadership there is. you remember that quote at all?
1: Didn't he say that while he was with uh, Michael, though? Wasn't he a coach there? A coach where? I think he was coaching the Bulls when he said that, I thought. Uh let's see. Because he, he was talking about Michael holding somebody accountable after the game. I thought he was co- coaching the that Bulls. I might be bad. wrong on that. So
0: it looks like that quotable actually came about when he was broadcasting in the okay. 80s for college. Okay, He maybe okay. said it again there about Michael, but he probably went back to the well. Okay. And then the second quotable from Doug Collins that he's credited with, um, to change your team, you must change their comfort zone. Okay. I'm i saying they're great quotables. I'm just I only hey, went and looked it hey, up because you said what quotables does Doug Collins hey, have. I was like, hey. that's a good question. Hey, listen, hey, listen, here's the thing. Nobody's quoting that. <laughs> Nobody's there's one quoting. here. There's one here that he said. I don't ever remember saying this. This is what they also have listed as one of his best quotes. The one thing about players today is that they're very sensitive and very fragile. They didn't grow up with tough coaches. I don't know when he would have said that.
1: I agree with him. Uh, I agree with I, I that. I don't know. Here's he the thing. And I don't want this to come off as like slandering Doug Collins. But to me, the Hall of Fame is for the greatest of the greats. And at no point can you tell me Doug Collins was the greatest of the greats. He was the, the best of the goods. Right? Doug Collins was a really good head coach. He was a really good really broadcaster. Good. He was yeah. a really good basketball player. He was not great. And the Hall of Fame to me is about being the greatest of the greats. And so, when I hear Doug Collins, and he's not even in, right? But the fact that he's a finalist for it is just like we, we didn't have nobody else. Like that's that's how it feels to me. Like you didn't have, and that, and that's how. But that's how the basketball Hall of Fame has felt to me for years. Right when they put Yao Ming in, I literally was like, I like Yao. I grew up watching Yao. I was entertained by Yao. But are we putting Yao in just because he could block Shaq's
0: shot? I mean, this is the class. You want to go over the class? You want to hear from the class? All right, so uh, finalists for players, Chauncey Billups, Vince Carter, Michael Cooper, uh, Walter Davis, Bo Ryan, Charles Smith. How many get in? In I don't remember. I don't even remember how many get in. Uh, Women's committee finalists, uh, Marion Washington and Simone Augustus. They'll both get in. They'll both get in. There's only Um, two of them. Uh, Veteran committee finalists Dick Barnett, Harley Redden, international finalists Michelle Timms, and the contribu- cont- contributors uh, committee finalists Doug Collins, Herb Simon, and Jerry West.
1: Yeah, see that don't sit right with me. <laughs> <laughs> you putting you putting Doug Collins and Jerry West at the same like what? What? It's not necessary putting them at the same level. They're just in the same class. Nah, nah, get get this, man. I'm, i nah, not at all. Hey, I would. Doug do you Collins feel, do get you it.
0: feel Chauncey Billups is a Hall of Fame finalist. Like, does Chauncey, when you look at Chauncey, does he have a Hall of Fame career? Do you? I, I think Chauncey had an amazing NBA career for especially what he what he was able to do, the heights that he was able to get to, the leadership, and where I, he was drafted at. But I don't think Hall of Famer when I, when I think of Chauncey. But
1: I don't game. think Hall of Famer when I think Chauncey, but I think Hall of Fame season when I think Chauncey. That season where they do end up winning the championship, they shouldn't have been there. That's fair. Right, like, they shouldn't. They're like, it was literally, everybody's like, well, I, who's the best player on that team? Yeah. sheet
0: <laughs> Like, Chauncey. It was, Chauncey was Chauncey, the best player on that it, team. Yeah, I mean, score-wise, I think Rip was the best scorer on that team. But Rip, Rip was, was probably
1: shouldn't. the best scorer, but yeah, it was, but like, a team that, like, won a championship off of literally, like, the ideals of basketball. Chauncey defense, Billups never
0: had, not that it matters, but he never had a season averaging 20 points per game. Again, that doesn't dictate a Hall of Famer or not. But well, that's
1: well, like, also back then. How many assists was he averaging?
0: So he averaged – the most assists he ever averaged in his career was the 2005-06 season with the Detroit Pistons. That wasn't a championship season. That was 8.6. For his career, he averaged 5.4 assists per game. That's not –
1: there's a reason Jimmy Butler says I don't care if I got that jacket on, like this.
0: Like that's I said, not, I, and this not a whole of, I don't want to make it seem it doesn't. It's not that I want to make it seem like I don't like Chauncey Billups. I yeah. don't. He's an NBA champion. Champion. He he world. Uh, he won medals internationally. He's done. Uh, he's done great. It's, oh, and, that's true. Chauncey got gold medals though. Chauncey does have gold. medals. Chauncey so having so gold. Let me put him the because it's career. basketball Hall of Fame. Much yeah. like the point I made, you gotta give him credit. He has uh, wait. Yeah, he got two two gold medals. He asked. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. That's that's why that's why Melo's gonna get in. Melo's gonna get in because the Syracuse well, international
0: medal international uh, Melo was was dangerous. International and like Melo was a
1: monster, bro, bro. Like, the, the, his time at Syracuse international play that's what's gonna get him. You in. know what? And then, of I gotta course...
0: take it back. So look looking over Chauncey again, whole basketball career. Yep. One-time NBA champion, yep. finals MVP, yep. five-time all-star. Yep. Uh, he made an all-NBA second team, two-time all-NBA uh, third team. He was an all-defensive second team. He won the Teammate of the Year Award, which take that for what you will, two-time gold medalist, a McDonald's All-American as well. Yeah. 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 He in.
1: He's in. He's in. He's in. He's in. I, in. I, 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 when you take it outside of the NBA realm, like his NBA career, is it all of Fame worthy? No. Yeah. But outside of that, yes, everything is is very Hall of Fame worthy. Um, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm to a point now where it's like, maybe just make the NBA Hall of Fame. Like, have the Basketball Hall of Fame, but maybe make the NBA Hall of Fame so we can stop having these like goofy debates about it. Because the Basketball Hall of Fame at this point to me is just, it's, hey, it's an open door, dog. Did you play more than 10 years in the NBA and average more than 20 points? Zach Levine's got a shot.
0: Let's close out the show. Zach now. Levine, got, metal, Zach Levine got a gold medal, baby. Zach yeah, Levine got a gold medal. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> follow us on everything at Locked on Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love.
0: Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube for Path the Designer. This has been Locked on Bulls. We out here. Peace, y'all. Peace.